one boom all right ladies and gentlemen we got a good episode for you today filled with hope compassion the power of community coming together to make a difference so stay stay uh stay tuned for this heart-to-heart conversation with uh with the founder of a pretty nice organization let's get this one started here we go shut up and sit down look a business can give you everything you want in life prestige wealth freedom it can also take everything away from you this show is for those who are willing to take that risk these are the real life stories of entrepreneurs but before we start i have one small favor to ask please leave a comment it can be advice critiques tips feedback or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency so thank you and welcome to another episode of all right ladies and gentlemen gather around as we embark on a heartwarming journey today our guest is the driving force behind lemon angels a unique social impact business on a mission to help families in medical need Our guest story is one of compassion, resilience, and turning personal challenge into a force for good. Today, we'll learn how Lemon Angels is transforming lives one story at a time. So whether you're facing a medical journey, a social entrepreneur, or simply someone looking for inspiration, stay tuned because this episode promises to touch your heart. We're about to discover how how Lemon Angels is making a meaningful impact in the lives of families across New Zealand and beyond. So let's welcome to the show, Mr. Paul Easton. All right, Paul, we can get the party started now. Welcome to the program, my friend. Hey, thanks very much for having me. Much appreciated. Of course, of course. All right, let's jump into the number one obvious question. Uh, Everybody comes on the show to promote something specifically. There's something that you're doing that you want to get your message out. So what is it that you're promoting here on the the episode today? So I'm mainly going to focus on Lemon Angels. So Lemon Angels is a business that's been set up uh, to help families in need. It's something I had as a, a passion a few years ago, and then life got out of the way, and I just decided that I need to stop making excuses. I need to stop saying I didn't have time, I didn't have resources, and just put it into action. So lemonangels.com, it's a social impact business, uh, not a charity, I've been called a charity, but I help families in need that have got medical challenges, help them raise money to get to where they want to go. So that's it in a big shot. Let's talk about who this is basically targeted to, because it sounds great, and, and you you've been kind of told it was a nonprofit, but it's not really a nonprofit. You're you're actually a profitable business here. You're trying to help people because of a of, of some situation that that prompted you to get here. Who's your target audience? Who is it that you're really going after that can benefit from the services that Lemon Angels is offering? So really, I'd say that it's it's families that have a medical need which don't fit in a specific box. Um, and I'll give you an example. Uh, recently in New Zealand, there's a there's been a uh, an uprising what's called EDS or, or Allodanalus syndrome. Now, it's a, a connective tissue issue, and it's, it's going throughout the world, but it's just only coming up here. Now, it doesn't fit in the normal medical needs box. Now, we have free medical health in New Zealand, right? But if you don't fit in a specific box, they tend to put you in the medical health, uh, sorry, the mental health issues. So mm-hmm. those people, what they are doing is they are being told that they have mental health problems, which is not true. They are being put on feeding tubes and a whole lot of problems that go with it. But what they've found out is over in Germany, 
there are families there no there's a doctor over there who's done some operations for these kids now these kids go over there they have to spend a month over there they spend at least a month over there with their family they um go through an operation and they go over with a feeding tube that they can't eat and they come out eating normally mm. so this operation is you know when i first thought of it i was a little cynical right okay is someone over there selling something to another side of the world but the proof that backs it up is these kids are going over with all sorts of medical problems all sorts of pain and coming out living a normal life so that's that's sort of where it um where i'm directing it on where i'm focusing on the backstory of where this do you want to go to the backstory now where this all came from yeah 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 i mean i want to i want to get into that normally i would be doing this inside my classroom and I'd, you'd have a live studio audience of, of 17 year old high school students who often oftentimes don't know what that life path is going to be so i like mm-hmm. to ask entrepreneurs you know how did you get here would tell me about that educational journey or your life journey that got you to this point where this is something that you're passionate about so I've had a background in digital marketing. I've always been passionate about digital marketing, uh, and I still am. Um, but working in agencies, I always wanted to do something bigger, something world-changing, not just the, the normal digital work, the normal marketing. I, I've been doing that SEO, all the rest of it, for years. So a few years back, I came across this family. In, they were in Canada, and they had a five-year-old uh, son. Um, and... He was normal, happy, five-year-old, healthy son. And then one day when they saw him on a swing, they noticed that his face was drooping on one side. And so they immediately took him off to a doctor. Now, he was diagnosed straight away with an inoperable brain tumor, right? But these this, this family were in the can, in Canada, and they weren't, they weren't prepared to give up, right? Everyone's telling them this is, this is nothing, there's no way around this that they weren't prepared to give up. And I I salute them for this. So what they did is they found an operation in Mexico that was um, helping the brain tumor at least stay the size it was. Wasn't Couldn't cure it, but it was making improvements. And they'd had other families that had gone down and and, and got improvements as well. So these people were making the journey from Canada down to Mexico and coming back and each trip was costing something like $25,000 roughly for each trip by the time the families took off time the family the father couldn't work because they're off doing all these different things and when I came across them they were just on the process of sorry it gets to me they just in the process of selling their house to fund this trip mm. and I'm going Wow, this is such a big thing. This is putting such a pressure on your life. So I, my, my concept was simply this. Let me interview um, the father. Tell me the story, what's going on. Tell me the, how this um, has impacted your life and impacted your family. And then let me help you promote this story. Um, there's nothing better than this, uh, a story like the news. People believe what's on the news, telling someone's story of a situation. So I took that at that interview and I tried to promote it out. And I didn't have a large following at the time. And I, I was I was a little disappointed because I didn't raise very much money for them. So I, I, I felt a bit disappointed I didn't do enough. I, unfortunately, the child passed away within six months of the interview. So mm. um, I always felt that I didn't do enough. And I, and I put it in the back burner for quite a while. I didn't do enough here. I didn't have this resource. I made all those excuses why I couldn't get to it. I was busy. I didn't have the money, all those things. So it sat in the back burner for quite a long time. 
but what prompted it this year, particularly this year, when I had my life settled down just a little bit, is I was doing business with this guy who um, had been through prostate cancer. Fantastic business guy, right? You would love him, right? He's in his 80s, but he acts like he's in his 40s. He's asking me about new business ideas and all these different things. Um, so I was helping him sell on Amazon. And we had, we built a great relationship up. Now, what happened was his prostate cancer, and he developed products to sell on Amazon to sell for prostate cancer, that, that it happened after going through the operation and the rest of it. And so I was helping him, and fortunately, the prostate cancer came back. Mm. And the second time around, he couldn't beat it, right? So I was there basically taking phone calls with him near the end, and, and he couldn't beat it. So I went down to his, uh, to his funeral. It was about a four-hour drive to his funeral. But that prompted me. That was number one event that prompted me. I need to do something to make a difference. Number two event is someone in my own family developed cancer. And I'm going, these are two things are popping up. I've got to stop making excuses. I've got to get this thing moving. On a bootstrap, don't know how it's going to work, but I'm going to take action and move it through and get this word out there. And my, my simple goal is, is how many people can I help? How many people can I take this concept of, I'm going to help promote these families. I'm going to help them out get get the the presence out there, build the last presence, large presence, so I can get these people more publicity. Hopefully, get them on TV, get them on news, get them help that they need for the gaps are in that place worldwide. Now, the reason I, I avoided going in the charity path is I want this to be a large, profitable business with a large following. I want to be able to do this in countries all around the world. But I know I'm going to need money to do that. And so I want to build this as a big enough presence that it expands all over the world. And a big company comes along and says, oh, we want to be associated with someone someone doing good things. We want that associated with our brand. We'll buy you. And I say, great, you buy me out. I'll continue to do the interviews all around the world and manage to take the bits and pieces that I want to do and keep this growing. And I'd love to take it to a point where, you know, not just online, but get to a point where we had live events and we, we get these people that are going through these stories because I think digital is fantastic and I'm, I'm biased towards it. But when you get that one-to-one -one and you see people on a screen, on a stage and people that have benefited from hopefully something I started, then it's, it's selfish for me. I felt fantastic. I've helped them. People get to connect. They realize I'm a real thing and it grows and grows and grows. And, and that's, I pick something here that I will do until I die. It's not a business. This is something I just enjoy doing. And, you know, I can't, I'm putting all my extra time into it now. I'm doing as, as much as I can myself. I'm outsourcing a little bit, but I'm, uh, I did an interview the other night and I finished editing the, the video at about 11 o'clock, finished that, up post of the next day. Um, that family was, wasn't sure they were going to need the operation. But now they've come back to me and confirmed that they need to go from a little small town in New Zealand all the way over to Germany for at least a month. So now I'm pushing out again. So I feel like I'm being driven from the outside to help these people. It just feels like something to make me accountable to get them traction. And that's the point I'm coming. We're coming from the point of, you know, most people go online and try to sell stuff all the time. I'm coming on the point of how far can I serve? How far can I serve first? to prove that I'm out to help these people. And then later on, we'll look at how I can turn it into a business and make it profitable. That can come later. I'm not in a hurry. I'm there to prove that 
I want to do something for the world. Um, and that's that's what I'm passionate about. And it might sound like, you know, what's the word I'm after? Uh, you know, I'm serving everyone else first. That's exactly what I'm going. I'm trying to do this for my own benefit. Actually, I, I believe on the concept, the more I can give out, the more it'll come back. Mm. And that's the direction I'm going. Um, look, I love the digital side. I love the connecting, the marketing, the rest of it. But I've always wanted to do the bigger thing, the bigger difference. Um, and that's my whole driving force. And that, you know, I, it's not work to me. It's just, you know, I was up this morning, I was up this morning about six o'clock posting, you no, know, another six videos out going the next week out, going through next week out. It's not work to me. I, I, I would do it anyway. And that's, I really want to build myself a business where I enjoy doing everything that I ever want to do. Yeah. And well, let me let me kind of piggyback off that because your background is in digital marketing. You've been doing that. This is where you made your living for the most yep. part. And what you're doing today is still using those same skills. I've always heard it said, you know, facts tell, stories sell. And anytime you're selling a particular product or service, you're not actually selling the product or service. You're selling the story of how that product or service is solving the problem for somebody else so they can see that solution. You're creating digital stories for people who need their voice heard so that you can raise funds. I mean, that's literally the epitome of what digital marketing is doing. You're taking those skills and you're applying them. You're just not applying them to a product or service. You're applying them to a story that might potentially save someone's life or change someone's life for sure. Maybe even not that. Maybe just extend a quality of life. But even that is worth it in and of itself. What what? Let me ask you, like, if, if you could go back, uh, you know, turn the clock back. Obviously, you can't do that. But if you were to go back and talk to somebody who's getting started and wants to do something very similar to you, or you can go back and talk to your younger version of yourself that maybe put some of these things off, maybe made some of those excuses, what advice would you give yourself? I think people come on with, and you can work this out, that the biggest uh, search online is how can I make money fast? I think sometimes people would get caught up in that and they should start building a relationship of trust first. And the two sides of that relationship is one, you should have build your own email list, your own database, but you need to provide value to that database, right? You can't be like everyone else. You have to provide value because that little step in trust of someone joining a database and you giving them something of value. Now, there's been a major product launch in the last couple of months. And this guy provided value after value after value after value. And that's what you need to do. And he said, and this is really gold, you have to provide something free, which is better than something that someone would pay for. And mm -hmm. that doesn't have to be hard to do. You know, I did, and I'll give you a full story about how I did this a few years back. I started selling dog clothes. Yes, those fancy little dog clothes way back. Um, you know, and, you know, I'm, if you have a dog and you're watching this, I'm going to apologize to you because I probably put some of them in, you know, bumblebee costumes and Halloween <laughs> costumes and all that sort of stuff, right? But I also learned a lot of marketing by doing, and I had a database of, of people that I built up. So what I did is I said, okay, what, what can these people, what else do these people want? And I said, these are people that are protective of their dogs. They want to make sure that they're well-fed, they're well-looked after. So what I did is I did analysis of all the back of food packs, all the back of the items you see on the back of food containers. And I and I researched, you know, all online, researched what all the fancy names mean. 
what do these fancy names and all the numbers mean? And I put it together and said, I emailed out to the, the database I had at the moment and said, here, look, this is what I've done. I've gone through all the food packs. I've taken it back so you can actually understand what you're feeding your animal. I could go and sell this, but I'd rather give it to you if you just answer two or three questions about your dog and what you're doing. I sent that out, and the questions I asked were this. What else have you bought online? Um, what stops you from buying? And there was one more. Uh, what else would you be interested in? Something along those lines. It was a while back now. So I sent that email out at 8 o'clock in the morning. By 10 o'clock, I had 40 responses back, answering hmm. all the questions. So now I've done my research of what these people wanted. I also found out, and this, this, is, this is what people don't do, even extremely intelligent people don't do, is they said, we know you're a real business because I have pictures on my, on my website of the dogs and these, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't, not a dog fan, right, this, of big ugly greyhounds with these big jackets wearing over them in the middle of nowhere. The pictures were cheap, they were rough, and they said, oh, we know you're a real business because those are real pictures. And I went, ah. So they were asking me all these things about different things, and I and I worked out what that product was. People necessarily don't buy dog clothes to make their dogs look pretty. A lot of them are protective clothes, extra large. I end up saying a lot of extra large for animals to keep them healthy, to stop them and go to the vets for bills. Yeah. Now, I didn't know that until you get in that, until you had that group of people that trusted me enough to give their information. So you know, really... It's, yep, it's no. funny. You're talking about dogs, and uh, I got Mr. Dan Fulkerson here who, who pops in a comment saying Mr. Dog, Consistency yeah. literally runs a, a uh, personal injury attorney office, and his logo is a bulldog. And like, I, I, got him, I got him right here, sitting right here, the bulldog, right? And you're talking about putting clothes on dogs. I mean, people love their dogs beyond what you can even imagine. So, you know, you don't have to apologize for them putting clothes on their dogs. It's just showing them how much they love them. And you're you're, the the fact the way of, the way that you're marketing it is exactly the way it should be marketed. Yeah, but I apologize to the dogs because they weren't too keen on it a lot of times, right? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, and I've tried to put dogs and I've tried to put clothes on cats too. Same problem. They're not too keen. <laughs> no. Like I, I really learned a lot by all I've ever learned in marketing. I've always learned by doing, mm. and by doing you learn so much. And even like I had a phone call with a client this week, and they were they were trying to stay supposedly intelligent people um to, to be fair but they were trying to sell off a website which didn't have any social proof it didn't have any social proof of what they were selling and there's a lot of you know there's a lot of people that won't buy off another website set amazon risk because they don't know where they're going to get their get their product there was no social proof and i said and i actually stopped them i actually didn't sell them anything i said look you want to spend google ads on this i'll tell you right now what will happen you'll spend a fortune your website won't convert and you'll come back to me and say it's not working. I said, you haven't got any social proof. I could quite happily charge you for running Google Ads. I'm not going to. I don't think it's going to work, and I don't want to take your money. I found that afterwards they had a database of 6,000 people that they've never used, customers mm. that they've never used. Those are people that know you. Yes. Those are people that you can reach out to. And I know with all the social media, rest of it, and all, the rest, all that's out there, there's a lot of sexy stuff that's out there. But if you can get someone to actually communicate, you at least take that first step into an email, uh, that's that's the first step in trust. And that's the first step. In, now, 
that's the first step of, of any business is trust. And if you can get someone to trust, if I was going into any market, I'd build up a little simple landing page, get people, give something people that solves their problem um, about, you know, like just like I did with the dog food, uh, dog um, food plan, give something that solves the problem, make it good, that good enough that you would charge for it. And they're going to create value from, they're going to know you and communicate with people. That's, I, I see this all the time, social media, people post, I post questions, no answer, no answer, no answer, no answer. Like, Okay, um, the, the, just because of social media, still shouldn't say I'm too busy to answer these queries, and you'll stand alone from others. And that's a step you'll start in building that trust and building because people go into the try and sell you something too fast. They haven't yeah. built the trust up soon enough, and then they wonder why people won't buy. The trust comes from the small wins. They have to, You have to get, provide them some sort of success. If you're able yeah. to give them something of value that they can implement, something that you can teach them that they put into action right away, they have a win, you are now on a pedestal because you've helped them achieve something they otherwise wouldn't have done. That's really where the value comes from. If you can help and, them do that, you win. Yeah, exactly right. But I also see people taking other documents or taking other ideas of something they have never done, right? They've mm. never done it. They're trying to give this away as their piece of document information. And, and as soon as the person goes and does it, and it doesn't work, your credibility is gone, right? True. So, uh, like I went through this week, and this is this is slightly off topic, like um, I want to create some more content, but I didn't have a lot of time, right? So there's a big AI push in the world at the moment. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you I'm going to give you the plan of how I created a whole document without with using three free free tools and it took me at probably at the very most was a 400 line document 400 word document maybe an hour so the simple fact is i had an outline of what i wanted to produce so picking up my phone and using a tool called otter otter.ai amazing tool takes your voice straight into text right so as i put this on the car i drove into town i dictated it into otter straight in now the thing with otter the free level you've got to get the documents out within i think it's about seven days or they don't exist so i got it at the end uh, as a text document, took the text document out, uh, put it into ChatGPT, says, can you take this information into paragraphs, into clearer paragraphs? And I put it through there, and I went, oh, okay, it changed all the words. Okay, okay, try again. Put it in there. Don't change the meaning. Here's my prompt. Don't change the meaning of it, but rewrite my words and make sure it's clear. Perfect. Lined up. So then I took that document out added some more images, few screenshots, bits and pieces, put it back through Grammarly to check it that it's all Grammarly click and free, provides good value. And that was a document on how to raise money, on how to use social media to raise money, what different things you can do. Added a few more things in it, bang, document finished. So otter.ai, free level, ChatGPT, free, then Grammarly, free level, all those three free tools and... You know, Google Docs, if you want to go down that path for writing it out. So the whole thing, done for free, took me, yeah, total of an hour. So anybody can do that. If, you, if you're if you producing a newsletter and you don't know what to write on, there's your start, right? Write on a different subject, but also produce a newsletter as the next step too, because I'm actually looking at a newsletter uh, producing um, tips and tricks for people to improve their life, because that's something I want to do. But if you if you call it a, a report, they only expect to hear from you once. 
If Correct. you call it a newsletter, you got to say, hey, I do this newsletter once a month. Uh, you'll get one email from me once a month. I'd probably say a week. You'll get one email from me once a week, and I'll tell you the, the trips and, the, and tips that I've learned this week. So now you have an audience that's expecting to hear from you once a week. They're not surprised when they email them. So they know when it's coming. So there's those things in there that incorporate as well. But so many times I, I teach the business owners and they don't quite understand the building of the trust. They don't quite understand how they've got to start this process. But it's it's and they don't understand the communication. They think if they email the list once every six months that those person that person's gonna remember you. Well <laughs> I can't Good luck on the that. I got yesterday. Yeah, Good exactly. Yeah. It's like it's like mail in your in your regular snail mail. <laughs> Most of it is trash. You don't remember what was in it in the first place because you didn't look at it or read it eventually. I'll All right, Paul, you, you got a great uh, a great background in digital marketing. Um, and before we run out of time, I want to make sure, you know, you're also taking those skills. You're helping people with their medical needs. If people want to reach out to you, they want to find out more about the different stories that you have, the clients that you're working with, maybe for a donation themselves or however it is that they can help. Well, how can they do that? So if you go to lemonangels.com, it's a simple website. It's denied to tell the full story, to tell the full story in detail, a bit of a longer version than this. And you just go there and it'll ask you to, you know, do you want to see the full story? And I'm going to interview with a, uh, a guy who did the interview with me, told me all the backstory, all the things there. And then um, also on Facebook, if you look for Lemon Angels NZ, you'll see some of the stories up there um, that I've put up already. There's a couple of different ones about the Ella Danlos syndrome, which is going on in New Zealand. But uh, you know, I'm not limited to any country. I'm not limited to any place. I'll do interviews in my time zone can get a bit rough, but I've done interviews at one o'clock in the morning. I've done interviews at three o'clock in the morning. I don't care where people are. If I can help them at their time, doesn't matter. But yeah, lemonangels.com is my my center. And uh, yeah, Lemon Angels NZ, uh, and I'm on TikTok as well, which I'm testing out. And I'm testing out more and more videos like this. I think video is the way I'm going to, especially with what's going on with AI. People believe conversations. They don't necessarily believe pictures at the moment. Because of what's going on, right? My this gosh, man! Going. I'm telling you, I, I grew up in a time where we watch a show called America's Funniest Home Videos. If it was on video, it was legit. It was real. It actually happened. Today, there is nothing I see that I'm like, yeah, that's real. No, that that could be recreated, made up. I don't know. It could be AI. Not anything I see now, I'm questioning. Uh, we live in a, in a strange time where. Uh, you can literally find the answer to any question you have on any side of the aisle that you're on. You can find the answer to substantiate your your yeah, claim any which way. Crazy, it really is crazy at the moment. Um, but yeah, but otherwise, people can shoot me an email at paul at lemonangels.com. I don't mind. I will answer any emails that come towards me, and I'll point you in direction. Um, I realize that I might be opening myself up to a lot of email, but. So what? That's what I do. And I'll do my best to help out wherever I can. That's the point I'm coming from. So, um, yeah, anything else for me? Yeah, I want to know any final thoughts. If you had something you want to walk away with here, let people know exactly what, well, you know, you, you're, first of all, your story was very passionate. I mean, I can see exactly where you're coming from, literally going through loss, friends, family, going through those tough times and trying to heal some of those wounds. Any final thoughts on, you know, Lemon Angels, the organization, people coming aboard before we head out? I think 
what have got me to here is all the events that have come along the way. And sometimes you've got to take those events. And every time I have an event, what can I learn from this? What can I learn from this? What am I interested in? And sometimes having lemon angels as a focus means I can separate all these other things out. I'm focused on these, this family, this movement, whatever's going on in their life. And I think there's a lot of distractions going on in life. And I think this is my push forward. This is my drive. And it's easy to separate other things. So, yeah. And I just want to look, I'm coming out there from focusing from a, a totally different point of view from trying to sell people's things straight away. Let's get the benefit out to these families first. And, you know, the business will grow itself later. And I, I'd love to someone connect me up. You know, my goal is to build this big enough that, you know, Facebook or GoFundMe says, hey, come and do these for us exclusively. That would be fantastic. And, you know, that's where the direction I want to go. So if anybody else has any ideas, I'm open. If you've got a large social media, let's get together and provide some value for them. It's a win-win. Paul, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to get involved in something like this. I know there's a lot of people out there going through a lot of medical issues and like uh, like Paul was saying, he's not limited to any particular country. If you want to get involved, whether you have a medical issue that you're going through and need raising funds is part of your story, or you want to be part of this organization and help out, make sure you reach out to Paul. His website's scrolling across the bottom, lemonangels.com. You can shoot him an email, paul at lemonangels.com, or find him on social media, lemonangelsnz, lemonangelsnz on social media. Paul, thank you very much for coming on the program today. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today. Beep.